Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. The Super Media Bros Podcast is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. I like how the movie kind of opens and misleads you a little. Yeah, dude. Like, so much happens in that hour and a half that... I forgot the cold opening. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking fire. Yeah, the cold opening reminded me a lot of the uh, Grindhouse commercials from the movie Grindhouse, which I I always enjoy the throwback kind of shit. Mm -hmm. Welcome to episode 255 of the Super Media Bros podcast, Santa Media Bros 2022. I'm Richie. I'm Devin. Santa Media Bros is, of course, rolling fucking forward with Christmas Bloody Christmas. This just premiered uh, last week on Shudder. Originally pitched as a Silent Night, Deadly Night remake. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So when Joe Bagos was pitching this, he was basically saying like he wanted to make the killer a robot, but it got rejected because they were like, oh, that's a little too far from the original. And it's like, okay, well, if you think about the 2012 remake, it was not not too dissimilar, but the fact that there was like a flamethrower getting used and all kind of other yeah. bullshit, but now that you say it, okay. Yeah. Which I think would have been fucking funny because there are three black Christmas films and this would have been the third silent night, deadly night film as far as like getting remade or whatever. Mm-hmm. And because, they even made the reference to black Christmas. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Let's get right into this movie. So, uh, the plot revolves around a, uh, robo Santa plus, that is repurposed into Santa Claus from military grade robotics. What? No, what? Who in the hell thought that that'd be a good idea? Why? Why they got to be that extra? The government. Dog. My brother in Christ. Why, who? Who sat down and said, you know, this robotic Santa, that motherfucker needs to be bulletproof. My brother in Robo Christ. <laughs> Bro, what the? Fuck? Hey, I, I got to say, I like the minimal setup, the minimal yeah. explanation. <laughs> they like, never even explain why he went rogue. <laughs> like, I mean, he, just, he just snaps. I mean, they kind of did, but they didn't. And I think that's what I enjoyed the most about this movie. Like, it starts with these infomercials at the very top, cold opening, and then you cut through the credits. The last infomercial or commercial shows the robots being available at these fucking stores. You get introduced to Tori and Robbie, who are the two of the probably most well-written, modern, like, realistic friends in the movie yeah dude i really bought their shit man i really i i i could have gone for like almost a clerks-esque film where it's just them talking for an hour and a half fucking thank you i swear to god get out of my head because i was just about to say this movie felt like a uh 
this movie felt like Grindhouse meets Kevin Smith dialogue. Yeah. Uh, with a shit ton of fucking synth and neon and the just the film grain. Everything about this movie just fucks on all fronts. I really only have like a couple of things to throw, but it's nothing even major. So again, the film has like all these vignettes and I died fucking laughing at the opening one with the fucking brandy alcohol, like the malt Dog, liquor. That or whatever. shit was fucking great. American fucking classic. I, I love the way that they kind of are like they sort of lampooned and were just feeding into the commercialism stereotype with all these fucking commercials, especially mm-hmm. with like the it's like, oh, we have enough for all of us, and he's just fucking pouring glasses of fucking whiskey for, for the his kids. kids. Fucking raising them right, dude. <laughs> he's like, that'll make you forget about mommy and I's divorce. I'm crying. No, dude, that like kind of a far-fetched one, but it almost reminds me of the mac and cheese commercial from Mandy. Oh, fucking Cheddar Goblin. Yeah, like it, it has, I know that it's two totally different things, but it's like, to me, it's like, well, that's kind of the equivalent of just like, what the, what the fuck, fuck did I just watch? Yeah, and I, but yet seemingly enjoyed every second of it. Like, Like if somebody bought me a bottle of that, I'd actually keep that like on the shelf because I think it's funny. Same. Like I, I get the joke. Me too. Uh, in fact, uh, the Cheddar Goblin Mac and Cheese did get a release. Really? It was very short run, but yeah, the the people that did the merch tie in for Mandy did all this shit, and it was it was fantastic. But this, they need to do that with Christmas Bloody Christmas. I think it'd be fucking funny to have that malt liquor, dude. I. Honestly, like you gave me your password and everything to Shutter, I'm I'm still probably gonna end up buying this on Blu-ray oh, 4K. Same, I'm gonna buy it too. Well, I fucking loved it. Yeah. So, uh, Tori and Robbie are um, record store workers. She's his boss, and they're friends. And it's it's funny because like right off the bat, you get their dynamic as far as their friendship. They they roast the fuck out of each yeah. other playfully but the thing that i love the most about the dialogue is that this this not only is a love letter to uh 80s slasher shit it is also a big love letter to like punk rock music mm-hmm. metal music synth music and Film. horror movies yeah dude uh he's obviously trying to hit on her and you know giving her shit about trying to meet this fucking dude on tinder which what do they call that motherfucker Emmett Eyeliner. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was so bad. Bro. Probably got three kids and one on the way. No, it was four. And then they That's said what I'm five. Saying. Yeah, yeah. Just, Dog. Like, but I love that they kept counting. Like, all the kids, just the kid count kept going. Yeah, up. yeah. And I think it's fucking hilarious because we all know that one chick that we all wanted to. You wanted to clap them fucking cheeks, man. Yes, sir. And she kept going on these dating sites and you're like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Robbie is all of us in that moment. Yeah. We're just like, what the fuck are you doing? So anyway, they, they go to meet uh, her friends, uh, Jay and Lana, who work at the toy store down the street. And I, I had to laugh at this dialogue, too, because those two fucking horn dogs, because like <laughs> fucking Tori is just like, wouldn't you want to fuck in a toy store? And he's just like, what? He's like, no, I, I, I don't want to. No, it's like some kid's going to come in there and buy a cum-covered teddy bear or something. It's like, well, oh, it's fuck. fucking great because you see him like on two separate occasions. He just stole some shit from the toy store. My man. 
Bro, they were stealing all kind of shit from that yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, you were watching her. She was take Tori fucking took some candy. Right, right. But what I thought was funny is that with Jay and Lana, like they're married or whatever, and she's like, get the fuck out of here. I'm trying to fuck my husband. And, and he and she's just like, you're going to eat my ass on this throne. Like, because they're taking bets on whether Bro. or not Tori and Robbie are going to fuck or whatever. And he's like, oh, I don't think they're going to fuck. And she's like, oh, yeah, they're totally going to fuck. And when they do, you're going to fucking, like, she was like, you're going to cook me a steak and all this other shit. Or no, no, no. He, she was like, if they don't, I will cook you a steak and nothing but this apron but if they do you have to eat my ass on this throne and by this time they pass by the Santa Claus that is just in the fucking mm -hmm. store and it's almost it almost kind of plays into the trope of he heard them fucking yeah and he awake <laughs> like <laughs> I swear to god all the ways you could have put it hey it's not wrong they it's not yeah he <laughs> he fucking dude I swear to god the only way it would have been funnier is uh, if they would have put like uh, if they would have put some fucking like Michael Jackson going because then he would have Jason Voorhees <laughs> into action, dude. <laughs> Motherfucker, like this is the fucked up part about him walking. All right. So when this fucking cyborg robot thing activates. Yeah. Granted, there's music happening. Mm -hmm. Granted, they're fucking on the goddamn throne. How do you not hear that heavy-footed son of a bitch just stomping his ass through that store? Oh, dude, because in every other scene like you could hear him I mean clear he, as day. yeah I mean he goes and he grabs the axe he's splitting her cheeks and then Robo Santa Plus splits his fucking entire torso from the head to the waist that shit was fucking fire dude it, the first time I saw that I was like cause he's, he's fucking her on this throne when that happens I was like oh he done released it Oh, because you know when you die you fucking just piss and shit oh, yourself oh yeah dude so you know she my was, man's nutted Oh yeah! Oh yeah! He little splash of urine in there too. He probably a little doo doo on the side there. You know, it's, it's fucked up. I mean, yeah. It. I like that they kept it almost completely point of view from the Santa Claus when mm -hmm. he killed these two because fucking Dory and Robbie are walking down the street. They hear her face like he's smashing her face into that glass and. He's they fucking turn around and he's talking about oh yeah fucking he's getting he's laying that pipe or whatever you see this fucking huge he's gaping that shit I was like oh my god Bro, <laughs> fell the fuck out Robbie dude. was fucking great man but what I love was the entire time they're just shit talking these two they are obviously flirting like a motherfucker and then all the musical references and let me just say I I enjoyed how much of a sequel queen this fucking chick is. His Soundgarden take was uh, interesting. It's very white hot. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, I even talked to you about it off the air, where I have my own musical hot takes. Like, all right, people listening to this, leave a comment on either our YouTube or our Good Pods account, okay, whenever you go to review this, because I, I, I want to know if this is... Y'all can hit shit on me all you want. Just give us a good review. Uh, but shit on me all you want. I say Chinese Democracy is Guns N' Roses' best album. It's my I, favorite Guns N' Roses album. I gotta hear Russ's take on this if Russ from Infectious Group is listening to this episode. I, I, maybe it's the production, you know, the, the sound quality, uh, the experimentation, because you know me, dude. Yeah, yeah I, sure. I fucking love experimental music like that. There's some good shit on there. Yeah. Like, anything that's like, oh, that was weird, that was different. Oh, shit, this is getting really weird. 
but then it's still like digestible. That's the shit I fucking love. Yeah, and again, this is another reason to love this movie because, and again, when she's pulling records off the shelf, when at whenever they go to the record store, they're throwing a party before the end of the night. She's pulling records so that he can buy uh, the dude delivering the records can get one for his girlfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, Death Crocs here," and then immediately you're like, "Hey, is that a real band?" And I was like, "Yes." The fact that they were using real bands right. because most movies are just gonna make shit up. Death Crux is a real band. Yeah, I looked them up. I'm going to listen to it on the way home. Shit, yeah. And, you know, again, uh, Sequel Queen, Music Queen, they're talking about, like, whether or not uh, Ramon's Christmas is, like, a really good one or fucking Lemmy and the Foo Fighters did a great Christmas, you know, song. Like, all this shit. And then the murdering kicks up. Like, once they finally go back to her house because her sister and brother-in-law are there. And they're going to go polish off this alcohol. They're still talking music. My man, my man eats that chick like a fucking <laughs> bowl of shrimp fried rice. Bro, my man was getting it. Yeah. And you know who else was getting it? Mm. The family next door. Yes. Um, and that leads me to one of my two biggish nitpicks and I'm just going to call them nitpicks because they weren't make or break or anything. Yeah. And go for it because I feel like I might know exactly where you're going with this. Cause it's probably the same thing that I was thinking, but I do have a reasoning behind it. So y'all are shit face drunk. There's music blaring and you're across the street, but you heard the kid go, mom, mom, dude. Yeah. That, yeah, that was one thing. I thought you were going to say how the Santa Claus walked the entire fucking way to their house from the fucking store. No, I can buy that. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, it might have taken him a while to get there, but I'm pretty sure, like, that particular model comes with, like, target locking. Like, if it's that high tech, it probably, like, okay, I can right. scan and then follow these motherfuckers. Well, not only that, but in my uh, time in Chicago, I can tell you, like, motherfuckers walk everywhere like sure like it's just normal like whenever i was at the transit and i was like hey i'm not from here is this normal like we walk 10 miles every day and they were like oh no that's normal right like okay i didn't want to seem like i looked homeless or something (laughs) you know like i i I don't know i wasn't sure if people just walked if it's convenient or if they no we just walk everywhere right uh so that i bought the other nitpick would be uh, one of the kills with the cop, the shotgun. Whenever he sh- blows oh, his... Oh, yeah, when he fucking shoots Officer Smith. Yeah, and there was no blood shown. There was... The head didn't get blown off. Nothing, nothing. Wait, 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 wait. You're talking, about, you're talking about the dude that showed up, like, the first responding officer. No, 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 no. The long-haired boy. Oh, okay. You're thinking of Davies. Yeah, yeah. Because I was gonna say that. Yeah, that dude's head fucking exploded like Tom Savini's in uh, Maniac. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know. Whenever I saw that scene, I was like, y'all couldn't have added some blood or at least cut away. They might have fucked up and not done it. But yeah, like almost like they rushed the editing. Maybe. Yeah. Well, here and here's the other thing too. Like to get like well reconvene at that point right, in the right, film right. but like at the neighbor's house and shit this santa claus rolls up in that bitch and the the funniest part is like he when he kills the neighbor like the husband it's cut between 
that dude getting fucking stalked and killed and Robbie going to town on Tori, which I thought the the uh, the visual along with the music was fucking hilarious because like the more intense they got, the uh, more wet oh boy got uh-huh. in the fucking back from that axe being in there. And then when he fucking rips the axe out and he's like spewing blood is when she fucking climaxes. And I'm just like, this is fucking hilarious, dude. They aside from those two little things like this was an like, I, I had no real complaints with it. I fucking love this movie. This is the type of movie I wish I made. Same. And it, it's very tight. It's very tight uh, yes. in like a one hour and 28 minute runtime. You don't like check the time. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, how long has this guy left? Like, you're like, wait, wow, this is already almost over with. But anyway, like he fucking goes, he kills that dude and then he kills that guy's fucking wife. But then the child fucking is like Santa Claus. Yeah. And he just stared at him and I'm like, oh my God, they best kill this fucking kid. <laughs> I swear to God, dude, the first watch on this movie, I was like, this kid better get got. Like, I'm talking like our truth little Jimmy. This Bruh. motherfucker better get got, okay? Does this kid get got? Well, you're going to have to, you know, come back after this commercial break and find out. Fuck. I got to leave him with a cliffhanger, man. Yeah. You're listening to the Super Media Bros podcast on the Odd Pods Media Network. Do not go anywhere or you're going to get an axe to the back. <laughs> It's never too early to play holiday music, and it's never too early to start thinking about gifts. Whether it's for a friend or the friends in your pants, you can make this a season to be jolly about with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favor and use the Lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then you can add in Manscaped's top of the line shower products to have people thinking, huh, all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about his sack, and frankly, so should you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com using our code SUPER for free shipping and 20% off. Manscaped's Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. It's got everything needed to help you deck the halls from your face to your balls just in time for mistletoe season. The Platinum Package has every product from the best-selling performance package plus the ultra-premium body wash, the ultra-premium 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner, and the ultra-premium deodorant. It's the best way to smell fresh from your Santa hat to your candy cane. The Lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer and the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer are both designed to protect your delicate presence. Plus, they're both waterproof, so there's no issue clearing the snow out of your driveway. There's also a 4000K LED light on it so that you can light the way just like Rudolph. And now that you've groomed your candy cane, it's time to make sure that you don't smell like a reindeer with the Platinum Package's shower products. All of Manscaped's shower gear is sulfate-free, vegan, and it's made to have your skin feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. But smelling good does not stop at the shower. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner can solve all the stank problems all day long. Once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. The Platinum Package 4.0 sitting under the Christmas tree is guaranteed to put anybody in the holiday spirit. And for the perfect stocking stuffer, add the brand new Body Buffer. Yes, a body buffer. It's an incredible body scrubber that makes exfoliating easy, and it's a lot cleaner than that nasty old loofah. Jingle your balls and get 20% off plus free shipping with our code SUPER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com using our code SUPER. Get ready for the holidays and deck your balls. Hey, there's no better way to spread holiday cheer than by upgrading your style for all to hear. If you're not familiar with Vincero yet, they make exceptionally crafted and stylish watches at affordable prices. 
Other premium handcrafted watches just don't fit the everyday person's budget. You can finally own a high-quality and lasting timepiece without going broke. So if you're looking for the perfect holiday gift to help elevate your style or someone you love, save 20% off plus free shipping site-wide with our exclusive link, www.vincerocollective.com super. That's V-I-N-C-E-R-O collective.com forward slash super. Now, you may be asking yourself, who are Vincero? Well, Vincero Collective is a premium lifestyle brand based out of San Diego that also makes high quality and affordable sunglasses, jewelry, and much more. But trust us when we say the sunglasses are definitely out of this world. Shades on is not just a catchphrase for us. Vincero's goal is to help the everyday person accessorize their outfits with premium products at a price that makes total sense. Everything is designed in-house, sourced from their own materials, and they produce it in small batches. They're committed to doing things well or just not at all. For all the boss men and women out there, the watches are a must. They can elevate your look with a twist of the wrist. Made with surgical-grade stainless steel, durable silicone, and Italian marble straps, these sleek modern watches come with reliable automatic and Japanese quartz movements. Again, their sunglasses? Amazing. They come polarized with handcrafted frames and so many styles to choose from. They're also changing the luggage game. They just launched their commuter bag, which is a fantastic bag. I actually have this and I will be using it for future travels. This is the ultimate travel bag specifically designed for somebody that likes to look good while traveling. And the product is made of 100% recycled nylon material, so it's very lightweight and you can support a sustainable cause. The thing I actually like the most is the pass-through strap. So you can actually like sit it on top of your suitcase hands-free. It's a traveling game changer. And if you're worried that somebody won't like this gift, it, it, it's not even a problem. Whether you need to return it or swap it, there is a five-year guarantee and a 365-day free return policy that's got you covered. So whether it's a gift for yourself or somebody in your life, add Venturo to the top of your wish list. Get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide with our exclusive link, www.vincerocollective.com super. Again, you can support our show and check these guys out at V-I-N-C-E-R-O collective.com forward slash super. Look good, feel good, and save big this holiday season with Vincero. Hi, I'm Shannon. I'm Jamie. We're Married with Television, marriedwithtv.com. We are a couple of Hollywood normies on the outskirts of the film and TV industry, and we talk about our favorite TV shows, music, and movies, and sometimes they talk back to us. Sometimes they do. Our podcast is Married with Television, one word, on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Possibly Amazon soon. And we are a proud member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Married with TV! MarriedWithTV.com! With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we're back. And uh, yeah, th- that little bastard just, he eats a lot of shit. Because he's like opening his gifts and his dad was like, I told you not to dick around with the gifts. And he opens up. He's like, oh, clothes again. And Santa Claus is like right behind him. And he just stands up looking. I'm like, what the fuck did you give me clothes for? But he's like, why are you so bloody? <clears throat> and then this is the part where you were 
like, how do they hear mommy? Because Tori goes into the fucking oven, like to the oven to check the nachos they fucking torched. And she sees the kid get fucking axed. And she's like, holy fuck. And so they're all scrambling trying to find a phone because she's like, they saw us or he saw us. He's going to come over here. Bruh. The headless corpse of this kid gets fucking goddamn just right through the fucking window and onto Robbie, where he uses this fucking kid's corpse as a shield. shield. (laughs) Dude, I was like, yeah. Kid was good for something after all. I know, right? Motherfucker still didn't pay his taxes. I know, right? Fucking cheat. Fucking bastard. I know. You know, I I can blame it on Liddy and Mike. I can blame their deaths on one. Liddy was just not quick enough. <laughs> and uh, I can, I can blame it on Mike for just not rolling his sorry ass down the steps. I mean, I, I would rather take a chance on maybe like a broken wrist or a broken rib or something. Get fucking axed in the face. They deserve to die. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then after that, they try to drive off. Tori and Robbie try to drive off, which by the way, his car only opens from the driver's side, which plays an integral part to this next scene. They get in. And she's trying to go back for his sister. And he's like, no, 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 no. And to his credit for the shit that was going on, it might have been the weed and it might have been the alcohol, but that's some fucking sobering shit, mind you. Oh, yeah. He was very calm, had his shit together. And then they crashed into the fucking car that was parked down the hill that she was pissed off about talking about. I'm going to fuck this car up and bust the windows out. And that dude's fucking drunk ass comes out to just yell at him. Then he gets fucking split in two. Like this Santa Claus is like, I swear to God, he would be a fucking excellent log splitter. That Santa Claus had black Air Force energy. Oh, my God. I'm dead. Everybody. He had on-site beef. Fuck it. Right fucking Air Force black, like black boot edition Air Force. Yeah. Like this, this dude was like, bro, the way he stomped old boy's fucking (laughs) face into that staircase. Fucking American history X'd his ass. Oh, my God, dude. Fuck. Yeah, that. Yeah, he absolutely watched that movie too many times he fucking splits the one dude in half and dude i gotta admit i i kind of saw it coming but i did not i was not ready for it uh robbie like the windshield gets blown out of the front of this truck robbie like gets yoinked out of it and bro he takes a whole axe to the face and i was so pissed that they killed him off i thought for sure they were both gonna live you know, in a perfect world, in a perfect movie, they both would have made it out alive, but he gets fucking axed, and I'm talking like the kills in this were fucking gory as hell. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Uh, kills his ass. The aforementioned sheriff shows up, gets fucking maniac head blown off, and she gets splattered in his blood, and she escapes eventually. Now, the thing that they totally got right was the lack of listening from the police officers that show up and fucking take her in without listening to a fucking word she's got to say. Don't lie to me. They just wanted to put that little broad in handcuffs. Pretty much. And I think that's another thing. I keep pointing out things I like about this movie. I liked how low key everything was. The town was not big. Mm-mm. It, it definitely had like that small town feel, even though. The area they shot it in, like, I like little downtown areas where it's small, but you walk everywhere and everybody kind of knows everybody. That's why I like where I live. But with that being said, he essentially, the Santa Claus essentially, like, KO'd the entire sheriff department. Like, with the exception of Sheriff Monroe and Smith, right? Yes. Okay, so 
Sheriff Monroe was played by Jeff Daniel Phillips, who, to my knowledge, is the only guy in the movie that I knew just from looking at him. Everybody else I hadn't seen before, but he definitely was in like Halloween 2, like Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. He was in. That's where it is. Yeah, he was Seymour Coffins. Because I kept, I kept looking at him. I was like, damn, this motherfucker got old. I know I've seen him. Just don't know where because he's gotten old. Yeah, and then he was also in The Lords of Salem, uh, 31, Three from Hell, and he most recently was Herman Munster in The Monsters. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, neither have I, but just the clips of him that I saw, he, he was perfect for it. Okay. With his okay. fucking five head and everything. <laughs> Old box top. <laughs> Jesus. So Robo Santa hijacks the ambulance and drives this motherfucker almost clean through the department, like, windows. And Tori arms herself, which th- the cops just get fucking got. Let's just be honest there. They get fucking killed. But, dude, the way that they did this sequence was very Terminator-esque. I mean, not, not, yeah. not that the whole thing hasn't kind of been Terminator-esque, but like towards the latter half of the movie, you get little nods to it here and there. Like, the mm-hmm. whole police, like, basically, like, oh, police station, you know, arrive and take out everybody, even though it was just two people. That motherfucker 1984 the shit out of that fucking police station. <laughs> I enjoy her escape with the ambulance and him in the back of it in the way that, because this this is probably the funny complaint about the movie because we're getting towards the end of it, right? So how many times did they fake you out with this fucker getting killed? I want to say that it, it was starting to get a little much, but I feel like that was purposely done. Yeah. Because with each time he He's not coming back full force over and over and over again like the way most horror movies would. He is a robot that is slowly starting to crumble, you know, like with his movements, he's getting like chunks of his body taken out. I was going to say, dude, let's talk about the ways that she's killed him. Yeah. She fucking tased him. (laughs) She flung him through a car windshield. She dumped a car on top of him. Blew the car up that was on top of him, fucking stabs him with a sword, turns the sprinkler system on to electrocute him, then electrocutes him again, and he finally blows up. But all the while, she's kind of getting her ass handed to her at the ass end of this fight. Like, she breaks uh, her ankle or slices her Achilles, one of the two, gets her fucking fingers chopped off because the dumb bitch put her hands on the desk and he just fucking chopped him off. I mean, that was just natural selection. For sure. He's like, give me your digits, bitch. I'm trying to call that ass. He's like, I killed the one bitch earlier. I got his, I got fucking, I got to get my sack on somehow. <laughs> but that last part where he's crawling after her, that was right out of the first Terminator where the mm-hmm. endoskeleton is like fucking crawling after Linda Hamilton and shit. At least that's what it felt like. It felt like a nice little tribute there. I'm sure it was. Now his, uh, his face, like the robotic, like skeleton face, it looked like the, I know this is going to be a really weird callback and anybody out there that have seen the Bill and Ted films know what I'm going to be talking about here. When evil Bill and evil Ted in bogus and Bill and Ted's bogus journey, peel their faces and shit back and they reveal the robotic like faces and shit. That's what the Santa Claus looked like underneath the flesh and shit with his little fucking, you know, trippy wires and all that shit, which the fucking green eyes. Oh my God. That was so cool looking. It was what a visual, what a whole fucking just last act. We forgot about the Blumhouse shit. Yeah. With the Black yeah. Christmas reference, because uh, when Tori and Robbie are talking about it, 
He was like, yeah, you just don't want to go home and watch the fucking A Christmas Story, which I fucking can't stand that movie. I think it's god-awful. You, you remind me every Christmas. I know. It's just, god, I just fucking can't stand the shit, dude. I mean, I, I will try to be objective one of these fucking days and watch it and put it on this goddamn podcast, but still. This woman made me fall in love so hard because <laughs> she fucking goes, dude, if I wanted to watch a Bob Clark Christmas movie, I'd watch Black Christmas. <laughs> Which a lot of people don't know that the guy that directed Christmas Story directed one of the first slasher movies. And it was good. And, and she was like, yeah, Black Christmas. And he goes, oh, are you talking about that Blumhouse joint? And then she just looks at him. And she's like, I'm driving myself home tonight. <laughs> because I'm going to come out and say it right now. That fucking third, re- or it's the second reboot of it. But the third Black Christmas movie was balls. Dude, I actually didn't get to see it. It Okay. How do I how do I put this? It was if it wouldn't have been called Black Christmas, it would have it had it had what a lot of people give the Halloween three season of the witch curse. If it would have just been called season of the witch, it would have been accepted better. If this movie hadn't been called Black Christmas, it would have been accepted better. It had nothing to do with what the first one was or what its 2006 remake was. Okay, with that in mind, I'll try and check it out. It goes hard for a PG-13 too. Okay, so. I mean, like I said, with that in mind, I will watch it because if like if I went in expecting Black Christmas and I didn't get it, then I'll be like, nah, it, yeah, no. Okay. So she fucking kills this thing finally, and uh, the movie ends with her laughing kind of maniacally in victory, <laughs> you know, on the street. And it's like, dude, what a way to spend Christmas morning. Jesus fucking Christ. And that was the thing is like the only nitpick that I had was how many times like they had him coming back or whatever. But I know that they probably did that on purpose or whatever, just to yeah. play into that trope or whatever. Um, I know a lot of people probably feel like this movie was a little by the book and it wasn't quote, un- it wasn't quote like unique or anything, but dude, it doesn't have to be. It was fun. Well, and that's the thing. I, I know you hate what I'm about to bring up, but to the credit of what you just said, hear me the fuck out. All right. Avatar. We, we've seen that movie a million times. It's not really the point of it. The point is how you tell that story. Uh, in James Cameron's viewpoint, it's let's just see what I can do with an unlimited amount of budget. Yeah, Avatar is literally Pocahontas with blue people. Yeah, it's Fern Goalie. It's it's all that yep, stuff. Exactly. You know, uh, the the technology is really what sold that film. Right, and that's why I'm I'm very curious to see the second one. You know, like I understand, like, dude, those are very generic plots, but if you really break it down, there's really only about twelve stories that you can use as a template. That is very true. It's all in how you tell it. I mean, shit, uh, Harry Potter, that's just the prophecy, the chosen one, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. As is Star Wars, as mm-hmm. is, you know, like everything is a cliche at this point. That's why it's called a cliche. Sure. I think this movie was pretty well done for what it was, considering yeah. it started as a fucking remake of a different movie altogether. I like that they just went with this plot anyway and just called it something different and just fucking went with it. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah, I did too. I highly recommend this. If you have a Shutter account, check it out. If you find it on uh, like a physical release, definitely buy it. I know, like I said, I'm pretty sure there, there's people out there that are like, man, fuck this movie. But dude, no, fuck, this movie was a fun goddamn ride. Like if oh, you yeah. want to just hang out, 
throw something on that you don't have to think too hard about. It, there's, it's easy to follow. It's quick. The pacing is really well done. The characters are really well written. They, they seem realistic. Like a lot of the conversation that was happening, I have these exact same conversations with people. Exactly, yeah. Come back next week as we close out Santa Media Bros with a cult cinema showdown. It is, uh, it's two Warner Brothers films. You, you would think that these two would not go together, but I beg to differ. Uh, we shall be doing Batman Returns versus Gremlins. They're both from fucking Warner Brothers. They're dark as hell. Like, tone, tonally yeah. speaking, they're dark as hell. I just wanted to put two unconventional fucking Christmas films against each other. I dig it. So come back and debate, debate on that one, which there's going to be like a nice little uh, twist to this one, to this episode in particular. Uh, last year, my partner Puck was uh, hanging out with me to talk about Dial Code Santa Claus versus Bloodbeat, which, oh my God, like Bloodbeat was a fucking atrocious <laughs> fucking pile <laughs> of shit. But I know it's funny because Gremlins is one of their favorite movies, like of all time. And I can't do a Batman episode without you. Exactly. Yeah. And these two are just like wanting to do this particular showdown. So what's going to happen is, unfortunately for the two of them, the fate of this victory lies in my fucking decision because, uh. yeah, because uh, Puck will be representing the gremlin side of things and Dev will be representing the Batman Returns side of things while I feel like I'm playing fucking referee because I fucking love both of these movies. I mean, we all love these movies, but shit. So come hang out with us for that shit. Visit supermediabrospodcast.com for past, present, and future episodes. Check out all the other shows on Odd Pods Media by visiting oddpodsmedia.com. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on social media. Buy the motherfucking merchandise. Be sure to leave us ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, and Podchaser. Hell, if you want to come leave us a voicemail at our website, supermediabrospodcast.com, come drop us a fucking voicemail. We, we have talked about possibly doing... Um, the Whamageddon kind of bonus, but that's only if you've been good boys and girls this year. We might give you a stocking stuffer episode. We haven't decided yet. Just depends on if you leave us little little breadcrumbs to to fucking get by. Come leave us a voicemail. Come tell us your Whamageddon stories. Did you lose? Have you lost Whamageddon? Do you know somebody who has lost Whamageddon? If you or a loved one has <laughs> lost the game of Whamageddon, we would love to hear your uh, your story of failure. Or if you just want to share the fact that you've made somebody fail, <laughs> you're a dick. But share that with us, please. Leave a comment, leave a fucking voicemail, anything. Really. I say we get the hell out of here, dude. All right, good. Thanks for hanging out with us again. Go stream Christmas Bloody Christmas on Shutter, or find it on Physical. Either way, watch this movie. We'll catch you guys when we come back next week. So until then, I'm Richie. I'm Devin. Shades on. We're off. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.